You're listening to the Market Expert Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of EXP Realty on your home for success, 105.7. All right, this is a special segment for the criminally employed, uh, self-employed people, I mean, who want to get a mortgage. And oh my goodness, how painful it is. Steve Brown, First United Bank Mortgage. Uh, Steve, I'm making a joke out of it, but really, isn't it like horrible when you're self-employed and you're trying to get a mortgage loan? You know, we talk to a lot of people that are self-employed, and here's here's the first co- comment that I make to them. For every year of your life that you're self-employed, it's a good thing until <laughs> until you try to qualify to buy a, buy a house, qualify for a mortgage. But it's is. really not. I, I don't want to make it sound that bad, okay? It's just a process that you're not accustomed to, and because you don't have some big employer writing you a check, you just have to verify everything. Absolutely. And that takes what we have to verify. We have we have to dig into the last two years tax returns. And did you say verify or vilify? I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Both. <laughs> okay, these mortgage people are not going to appreciate my characterization on the radio. Okay, back to verifying stuff if you're self-employed. You know, you said the word appreciate. I've got a great joke coming up. <laughs> I mean, you just you just no, me I can't up wait. I can't wait for my next one. So, so let's talk about one of the things that we can help. How we can help. So, as many of you are aware, if you own a business, you may take what's called a depreciation deduction on your tax return. So, what the guidelines allow us to do is we whatever you take in depreciation be it for machinery, equipment, what have you, we can actually add that back to the bottom line of your income. Well, so, that's a good thing. Yeah. So from a, from a lending perspective, we appreciate <laughs> what you depreciate. <laughs> Was that? Oh, that is that okay? really great mortgage humor. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's, that's one thing that, uh, that helps us, you know, from a qualifying perspective. <laughs> it's that good. Huh? <laughs> it is really great. I'm going to laugh about this at one o'clock in the morning. Good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, you appreciate what we depreciate. <laughs> yes. So some of the other things that we look at now for small business owners, it may be hard for them to take out debt in their business name because they may not be established. So they take out lines of credit, a credit card, for example, for business use. So that credit card is reporting on their personal credit. However, if that debt is paid by the business, meaning in the name of a business, like a business bank account. Yeah, I see this crossover happen a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you're if, you're a sole proprietor, you're self-employed, right. maybe you've got a small LLC. You know, the books are kind of a mess really with a lot of small business people because they're thinking individually, but they're trying to build a small business. Do you see this a lot? Yes, we yeah. see it. We see it every day, especially for small business owners as you mentioned. So they may have, like, for example, they may take out a car loan that they use solely for business purposes or, as I mentioned, a credit card. And those are, those are business expenses that their business pays for. So if we can establish that the business has paid for that debt each month for the last 12 months, keyword last 12 months and on time, 
we can actually exclude that payment from their debt to income ratio calculation. But you have to make sure you're not commingling those funds. That like, is correct. Oh, I'm going to pay some with this my personal account and some right. with my business account. That's why it's very important to establish the difference between the two. Have a business account. You can't you can't use your you can't use your business account to pay for uh, what you might buy at Costco for your. Uh, Gatorade, toilet paper, baby formula, you know, that sort of thing. You're Unless, you're <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're running a daycare. Unless you're running a daycare. But as a family, no. So that's so those are two things that we see that that help. Adding back depreciation and then excluding debts that a business pays for via a business account. I just want to give you a pile of stuff and let you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> why why are we talking about this so long? <laughs> Don't you have an app that takes care of this for me? <laughs> you know, it, it does take a lot of, uh, we do have to dig into the details of it. And a lot of times when we when I say the last 12 months on time payments, it does, it's very labor intensive for the, uh, for the customer because they have to provide us the last 12 months bank statements. But it's labor intensive if you don't have this stuff already organized. And Correct. I think that's, that's really the point of this discombobulated uh, dialogue that we're having here running all over the place is if you're prepared for what is going to happen. If you want to buy a house next year, then it's a lot easier if you start working on these things a little bit. Hey, I'm going to need 12 months. Just start saving them in an e-file of, of statements and put it in a folder and you got it. Or you can download those statements if your bank has those online, right? And shake your head no that's, if I'm no, that's off correct. Base here. A, a lot of the conversations that we have with people are, hey, maybe it's it's not right now. It's not a no. It's just not right now. So we set them on that path, like you were talking about. Maybe it's a six-month or 12-month path to allow them to establish that documentation and that paperwork that we need to get them to the point that they need to be But you don't need to f- you don't need to have filed taxes. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> I love saying crazy stuff just <laughs> yeah. to see your your taxes have to be filed and current. Absolutely. It, okay, they describe do. current on your taxes. Current on your taxes means the last tax filing. If you, if you for example, what about an extension? If you want me to use, let's use the 2020 year tax filing. So in order to use that as income or for consideration of income. Not only does that have to be filed with the IRS, but it has to be verified with the IRS. Ooh, okay. Yeah, key difference. Yeah, but verification can happen in what time period? If it's e-filed. If it's e-filed, it can happen right away. We just we just established that you have filed electronically. We get a copy of that from either you or your CPA showing that it has been filed. And if you owe taxes, then we have to show that those have been paid. And how we document that? Just a copy of the canceled check. Can you pay those? Can you pay those through closing? What if somebody's on a really tight time frame, just happens to fall near the filing of taxes? They need to close so they don't lose their interest rate lock. Am I getting too complicated? No. But it happens. Yeah, absolutely. It does. As a matter of fact, I based on current time, just had this happen two weeks ago where mm-hmm. we paid the taxes via the closing. We had the we had the tax return showing how much they owed, and we documented that with the IRS, and we listed that on the closing statement as well. Steve Brown, First United Bank Mortgage. Steve, great topics, lots of detail, and we still made it a little fun. <laughs> as always, I like to drop in a one-liner for you every once in a while, Daryl. You're listening to The Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.